In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace to you, my sons and daughters, as we are now deep into the summer of sanity. And brief recap in the way back when we started to habituate our mind to the fact that infinite existence is also a someone, which is the key to understanding reality, and then forging sanity amidst a world of passing things. We wanted to get an icon of the Sacred Heart and an image of the Virgin Mary somewhere in our homes. We wanted to find a place knowing where our local church is and a place in our home where we can pray. We wanted to try to make 15 minutes every day, at the very least, when we would pray. We wanted to remember that visiting the Blessed Sacrament and having some Marian devotion is very important. We wanted to remember the need to forge silence as much as we can when we pray. Last weekend, Father Enon gave an excellent description in his sermon on what prayer is. And now we come to the beginning of how to pray. Because that's always the trick, isn't it? And I have found, this may or may not be your experience personally, but I do talk to a lot of people who when they decide they want to have a real life of prayer. And again, I know at a certain level I'm preaching to the choir and you have good lives of prayer, so please don't feel lectured to. But many people will come to me and they had an experience kind of like this. When they were little boys and girls, they were taught how to make the sign of the cross. They learned how to say the meal prayer at table. Then they went to catechism and learned how to say, Our Father, Hail Mary, Glory Be. And then they got into second grade and had learned how to make their act of contrition to go to confession and how to make a good Holy Communion. And they were eight, nine years old and had that good formation. And it kind of, their formation in prayer, dead stopped right there. And then all of a sudden they turn 14, 15, 16, 20, 25, 30, right? And all of a sudden they want to pray, but they don't really know how to pray beyond when they were an eight-year-old. And when they were eight, that was a perfectly excellent way to teach someone who's eight-year-old how to pray. But now when you're 42, it seems maybe a little rote or inefficient. Thus the need for meditation or mental prayer. I don't mean to be confusing, but you'll hear me too use those two terms interchangeably. Meditation or mental prayer. For yes, the habituation of the mind to the fact that infinite existence is also a someone requires practice and obedience to commands and ritual life of worship given by that infinite existence. But that very personal endeavor of prayer that is fundamentally centered around meditation. Not only, right? We pray the Mass when we sing glory to God in the highest. People were praying beautifully when they were reciting vocally the rosary before Mass and so on and so forth. You might have had moments in your life when you just have this absolute uh, experience that is not from yourself of contemplation. But all of this must orbit around meditation, which is what? Meditation, when we forge silence, when we find a place to pray, whether it is the church, 
or whether it is some spot in our home, or whether it is a place somewhere else in the world where we can find silence and recollection, and when we're in a state of grace, walking in the footsteps of Jesus in the obedience to his commands, when we're acknowledging his power in the sacraments, when I come to this altar and receive Holy Communion, I don't do a ritual act that gives me something that, you know, tastes like, you know those muffins they use for McMuffins at McDonald's that taste like nothing, right? It's not just coming for one of those. No, that's God. That is not a greasy sausage McMuffin with egg and a terrible tasting bun. That is God with whom I commune. That when I need to repent of my sins, I acknowledge the sacrament. I don't simply assuage myself, but I receive the grace of God in the confessional. See, when I do all that, then when I have that 15 minutes, how deep and how wise and how powerful is the knowledge of God that you may have that you who live in the church built on the rock can have that deep. You say, I'm just an ordinary person. I just do this ordinary job. I can, yes, you can know that. I am an extraordinary person. I have the commands over peoples and monies. Y yes, you also. So when you take this time, and it works fundamentally like this, you make yourself still and recollected. When you want to pray effectively, being upright is very important, whether you kneel down and upright or are sitting upright, because it's a physical sign that you are getting right outside of yourself, that you are not God. Simple sign like that. That's why to the best of our ability, when we pray devoutly, we try to avoid slouching or turning in on ourselves, right? <laughs> St. John Paul II said, any prayers you say on your back, God hears when he's asleep. Meaning he doesn't hear them because he's never asleep, right? We want to have an upright orientation towards God. Mm -hmm. Now don't get me wrong, I've said my rosary in bed plenty of times, but mostly because I want to fall asleep. So it's not like a moral thing. But being disposed towards God, and then in your mind, in your mind where at your deepest level you are in the image and likeness of God, you begin to, through your mind, reach out to God. You meditate. Here is where the sacred scriptures become essentially important. Now, good prayer books are also very helpful. But if you take the Holy Gospel or some other biblical passage and you do this, you make yourself still, you set a timer for your 15 minutes, you say in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, and you might say something pious like, Jesus, teach me to pray. Then you take your Bible passage or whatever. This is my suggestion. Read it once. Read it a second time. Read it a third time. And then get in it. See the face of Jesus, who you've made communion with all your life. Hear him speak. Right? Now, you and I are not St. Peter, but there we are in Caesarea by the rocks in the water, and there is our Lord. And he is speaking these deep, mystical words that will echo throughout all of history. Maybe see Peter as you are, and you might be confident, and so here, 
Peter received those words confidently. You might be questioned, here Peter receiving them questioningly. You might be confused, here Peter received them confusedly. And then reply back and talk back to Jesus with that voice. See, see that image. Ask God a question in that image. Tell Jesus something about your life in that image, and so forth. Meditate. Enter into the life of God as God is, as God has revealed. Now, in that process, you are not in a university class. In that process, you are like a bee to a flower. This flower of the scriptures or the life of the saints or a spiritual book or whatever is open. A bee goes to a flower as long as it is necessary. The bee doesn't go to the flower and say, I must spend five minutes and 32 seconds on this flower. The bee goes, gets what the bee can, and then goes to the next. When you have profit as much as you can from that passage of scripture or saintly writing or whatever, go to the next. Read once, read twice, read a third time, enter. Begin this process and see if you do that, it will help you say your rosary. Because when you're meditating on the life of our Lord and Our Lady, you're into it. It will help you sing the Gloria at Mass because your mind will be habituated to see heavenly things. It will help you profit in the sacred scriptures. When the priest's sermon gets murderously boring, you have plenty of spiritual things to meditate on because you do it all the day of your life anyways. And if he happens to preach a good one, wow, you're going to go great places. When you kneel down and pray the Mass, you'll just enter in more fruitfully and powerfully. The sermon goes too long. I told Father Enon, if you ever preach a sermon more than 10 minutes, I'd kick him out of the pulpit, so I must stop now because I talk too much. But have that time of meditation. The summer of sanity is not over. And know how powerfully it helps us to habituate our minds to the fact that infinite existence is also a someone, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the key to understanding reality.